0: The following podcast is a member of the Pokecasters Network. Pokecasters Network, supporting Pokemon content creators, their shows, and the community of Pokemon fans. To find out more, check out pokecastersnetwork.com or find us on Twitter and Facebook. Hello, and welcome to Lucas Lectures, hosted by the big fish himself, Veteran Lucas. Sit back, relax, and enjoy today's topic. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Lucas Lectures. It's me, Veteran Lucas. Hope you guys are having a fantastic day or night. Because, honestly, after about a, almost a week, you know, a little more than a week of living in Charleston, it's not so bad. Uh, there are fewer roaches than there were before. They're almost gone. There's still a few running around, but we'll get to them later. But, yeah, I've got all my furniture set up, and everything is nice. My new co super friendly. And i I, I got to say, while you're putting up furniture... Putting on some Pokemon to just watch or like a battle to watch kind of helps the monotony. Uh, While I was waiting for stuff to ship in or putting things together, I started going through the old tunes, like the the Bidoof one, which is my favorite. But I also found one that I really loved before the Bidoof one, uh, the Warming Slugma House. And that is one of my favorite Pokemon shorts that they ever put out. Uh, The whole premise is a little girl is visiting her grandparents' house, and she knows that a Slugma is running around and heating the house. And so she keeps trying to make friends with the Slugma, which is basically the house's heating system. Uh, The house is filled with other Pokemon, who all do various tasks and chores around the house. Uh, They're not pets. They're not there for battling. They're just literally there to help the old couple work with their lives. And it's really cute and Kind of topical, given what I was going through, just trying to make a life in this town. And it's it's so cool. I love it. And the short kind of brings up a lot of fun ideas you can think of when you have Pokemon. What Pokemon can be used around the house? What Pokemon can be used around the homestead? And it seems like such a, a, a silly idea for it's like, well, what do you mean? It's not a pet. It's not, not going to fight. What good is it? And we always forget, if you live in the city, just how many animals we have used, both domesticated and non-domesticated animals, to help make our houses more of a home, to help keep us and our property safe, to help keep us healthy. There are lots of animals that have done that. And so what I wanna do is one, talk a little bit about it and show some of the Pokemon they use. Also, talk about the real world and bring up the animals we have used to help keep us safe throughout history. And finally, kind of just spitball some of the Pokemon I would like shipped to my department. If Amazon was more cool and less evil, I would like for them to ship these Pokemon to me so I could make my house nice, comfortable, and fit for guests. So if you haven't seen the short, it's on YouTube, it's free. The warming of the Slugma house, hit the CC button to get some subtitles on. It's super cute. If you have kids or if you are younger, watch it. It's adorable. But there are multiple Pokemon throughout the house. If you don't want to be spoiled about what Pokemon you'll see, I'll give you three seconds. You can pause and go watch it. Okay, so obviously the Slugma is used as the heating system. We've already discussed how absolutely terrifying Slugma and Magcargo's, like, heat capabilities are, but it's so cute, I'll allow it. So they use the heat of the Slugma to heat the house, and what's cool is that the ventilation system is just tunnels built throughout the house, and that's such a cool idea. Instead of ventilation for air, the slugma just follows you wherever you go in order to heat that specific room, and that's really cool. I mean, if there are multiple people in the house going to different areas, not the most effective, but it's a really cool idea for living in a cabin or somewhere where you want to save on power. You just have the slugma follow you around. Uh, they did have two pet-like animals. They didn't really have a purpose. They had an Eevee and a Darumaka, you know, the smaller form of Darmanitan. And they were just really cute. They palled around the little girl. I honestly think that Eevees are more pets than battles, And my, my view on that is please evolve your Eevees because technically they're genetically, you know, unstable and can get cancer super easily. Remember, if you do not evolve your Eevees, they will get cancer and die quicker. Evolve them fast. Evolve them now. Don't care what you do. Don't care which form. Just evolve them. Uh, the Minchino was the next one. And that was really cute because it sweeps the house due to its love of clean spaces like a chinchilla, very focused on cleaning. And at one point, like the little girl just leaves crumbs on the stairs. And the Minchino just looks so upset, like just so frustrated that its job just got harder by this tiny intruder at its home. Uh, next three Pokemon they brought in they brought an a Spinarak, and a Joltik. And they were just spitting webs to help Grandma sew sweaters and doilies. And that was absolutely precious. I love the fact that this old lady has these three Pokemon that some people consider horrifying. Like just giant spiders and giant ticks just living there. Like, no, they're just helping Grandma sew and giving her free thread. And it's, I, I bet it's really strong, too. The last one, and the one that scared me the most, was the Haxorus. Now the Haxorus wasn't the guard, it wasn't that the grandpa was an old Pokemon master. The Haxorus's job was to chop wood. That's it. Are you kidding me? Haxorus literally has an attack higher than Garchomp's, and you're using it to get firewood, old man? Are you out of your mind? I thought that was so interesting about how they would take a Pokemon that, as a trainer, we would see as like, this is battle material. What are you doing? There? Well, he helps me get the firewood set up and ready to go for the winner. Like, are you out of your mind, old man? I feel like that Haxorus must need something to do other than chop logs, because maybe he just cuts down the whole tree, and then they slowly take the log bit by bit, because that thing would probably get all kinds of pent up Uh, now with our world we obviously don't have Pokemon yet but we have plenty of animals that we have used to help make our lives easier not just pets not just dogs not just cats I wanted to go to the animals most people don't think of because it's very obvious that cats are amazing at pest control and dogs can do basically anything we ask them to do but there are just some animals you don't really think of like for security When you think security, guard dog, pretty obvious. But how about guard donkey? Despite how calm they can look when they're holding still, these animals are fierce. These animals bite, kick, and scream when they sense a threat. If you ever go near just a mild-tempered donkey, You don't want to go near a mild-tempered donkey. They are not only good for carrying things and people, but they are great for keeping out coyotes and other animals from going too close to the home or warning you if someone is walking on the property. Llamas have recently been used in the United States. They have their literal own Wikipedia page called Guard Llamas. That's hilarious. Llamas tend to bond with the herd. There's actually debate on what llamas to use. Apparently unneutered females do a really good job of it on uh, un- uh, uncastrated males as well there's a whole page on it if you want to look up guard llamas if that's the hole you want to go down go right ahead dive into that google hole and figure it out but they tend to bond to things like sheeps and other animals because they are so tall they can get a pretty good eye with things around and they can chase off predators they're not really like killers, although there has been one account of them killing a coyote just by kicking it around. They're more like a warning flare, like to chase them off as opposed to just you know slaughter. The other one that's on my guard list is um, peacocks. Uh, Peacocks have been used by rich people to show how fancy and powerful they are, but they also have another purpose. They can be excellent at guarding property. If you can get them really closely connected to a property and the people around them, Anyone who shows up is gonna get that horrible peacock scream and they'll be pecked at and chased. It's kind of like being uh, attacked by a sexy turkey because these things are very pretty, but they are still birds and birds are scary. Now, obviously security isn't the only thing we've used animals for. Pest control, another huge thing we've needed animals for for a long time. Ever since there were animals, we've needed animals to remove the animals we didn't want on our property. Uh, the two I have on my list that people don't consider are owls owls do a fantastic job obviously there are things like snakes and other organisms but with owls they can be trained and there have been companies that literally go out now with owls and they will take care of the pests for you like they will just send them out to hunt and since they're trained they can usually get them to come back Uh, You could also do it yourself if you wanted, like, obviously I'm not going to tell you to go to the backyard and catch wild owls to train them. I'm saying that if you play owl noises in your backyard, owls will come to investigate to see who is on their turf. Uh, Start with screech owls, then move to barred owls, then great horned owls. If you play those sounds in your yard in that order, you'll see at least one of them. The reason you don't start with the great horned owl first is because it's the largest it will scare away any of the smaller owls that are in your area if you have owls in your backyard your mouse problem is going to basically be zero uh the other one i have on my list is one from brazil uh, that is the army ant Uh, in the amazons the army ant basically just goes with its entire colony on the move, they're never really staying in one place for long, they constantly need to feed, and they are very carnivorous. They will go on a killing spree and wipe out tons of bugs, and even other animals like reptiles, amphibians, and small mammals. The natives learned that a long time ago, and instead of trying to stop it, they just accepted it, kept their feet off their path and watched where they were going, and just let them take care of them. Because if you're growing crops, the army ants don't give a rat's patoot about the crops. They want what's trying to eat your crops. So if you have army ants around, they will literally take care of any pests and you'll be able to take care of your harvest just a little bit easier. It's really cool to think about. Now, the other thing we have is for healthcare. We have kept animals around for different health reasons, uh, but there's one that most people don't think about and that's with bees. They create a resin-like material called propolis. I'm going to try that again, make sure I get propolis. There we go. Uh, it's a resin material made by bees. It's a compound that is comes from the sap of needle-like trees and evergreens. The sap is then combined with the discharge and the beeswax of the animal, and then it creates this weird greenish substance that's used to coat and build their hives. Turns out... It's been used for thousands of years to treat wounds and it has antibacterial and antiviral components. It's been used for cold sores and all kinds of other things too. I would not recommend using it versus, you know, tried and true newer medicines. That's not my place, but it is cool to know that bees can not only provide us honey, but also provide us a way to deal with flesh wounds, things that could be rather irritating to get through our day. The last one I want to talk about is really gross. The black-legged ceramia. The black-legged ceramia is a bird that lives in Bolivia. The native people not only go after them and chase them down for their eggs, but their poop is also collected and made into a fine wet paste that is used to cure boils. Delightful. I mean, there are plenty of other animals, too, that have done this. We've used elephant dung to help build our homes. We've used cow poop as Fire to make sure if we don't have any wood around. We have used animals not just for killing, not just as pets, but as actual animals that can give us a, so many different tools for survival. Now, I kind of want to end this on a more Pokemon note. So I love the idea of Pokemon not fighting. I enjoy it. I, I also like the idea of them helping me make money. But I did want to think about what Pokemon I would want to live a nice, easy life with. If I have an apartment and I bring Pokemon and they just live with me, in return for love, compassion, and food, um, they take care of my house. Here's some of the Pokemon I kinda wanna bring. The number one I would bring right now is an Alolan muck. Never have to worry about Trash Day again. Ever. Instead of producing toxic fumes, it gives off crystals, which are dangerous, but I'm sure he can, you know, pull those in. He's a sludge monster, so so sure he can just pull the crystals inside his body. But I think that it's so cool that it's friendly, it's calm. And if, again, you think about it, it kind of reduces the pollution problem. I don't have to worry about air pollution or any of that stuff. I just got to find a place to dispose of the crystals. And considering the crystals, you know, are hard and they're not going to leak anywhere, it's not like I'm dumping radioactive waste. It's like, no, nah, I'm just dumping these super toxic crystals. But the right signage, you're probably fine. Uh, the other one I really, really wanted in my home, like really, 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 is a rotom. Because I would never be without a home appliance. I would never have to worry about power for some of these... I'm just like, I wouldn't have to worry about laundry. Oh my God, I wouldn't have to worry about laundry. Uh, a Rotom can supercharge any appliance you have. Now, granted, it can destroy that appliance if you're doing it wrong. Like if it takes your oven and uses it to fight, it probably won't, great, won't be great. But like, think of how good they work with a Pokedex or a phone. If you just have a Rotom living in your house, helping out with your appliances, you can cook that turkey a whole lot faster. But like I said, laundry. We know that it can produce its own water as a washing machine. Do you know how much cost that would be? Then not have to worry about the water bill or the power bill. Just put on the rinse cycle and just have them float around and wash your clothes. I'm sure he can be trained to do a really good job. I bet he can even be trained to help mix the lights and the darts without them blending. Ooh, that'd be a really good one. Again, for our younger audiences, it's like what is he talking about? Laundry? My mom does my laundry. When you grow up, you have to do your own. And I don't care who you are, you better know how to do it right. Uh, the next one I would love to keep in my house is a Poltegeist. Poltegeist is one of my favorite Pokémons from the news gen, but I love the idea of being able to come home and have a nice cup of tea. Now, if you look up Poltegeist's Pokédex entry, it gives out samples of its very special tea to those it likes. Uh, with enough training and bonding, I bet that I could get it to make tea while I'm gone. I bet I could make it to make enough tea. But the problem is, um, if you just leave any tea out for long enough, it'll just make more of them. So I have to make sure it's not scheming to make more of itself of like, yes, boss, I, I've made you your tea. Enjoy. Like, this all the tea? Like, yes. And he's like, pushes an empty cup behind the microwave. Like, yes, boss, it's the only tea. There will only be me. The last one I really want is um, Appleton. Appleton, fantastic Pokemon. Apparently, you can eat parts of it as a snack. That's in the Pokedex that you straight up can eat them. It's weird. Like, it doesn't even clarify, like, oh, it's just the nectar. No, just parts of them. You can just rip off an Appleton and eat it. It's really, really terrifying. That Dex is just, just, Wow. Uh, they are very good pest control, apparently, as, you can, as I've said previously, really could have used that. They not only attract bug types with their smell, but they eat them too, and I could have really used that again a few weeks ago. Now, bonus is Mr. Mime. I know when I say Mr. Mime, some people cringe, they hate him, but Ash's mom has proven for over 20 years that that thing is a godsend. I love Mr. Mime. He does so much work around the house to make sure that you don't have to do anything. Oh, I'm sorry, childcare? My kid's grounded and is trying to sneak out? Barriers. He's not leaving the house. He's gonna be grounded. Oh, I'm late for dinner? Well, I just taught my Mr. Mime how to make some pasta and a nice steak. He knows how to to use the slow cooker, so he doesn't even need to work that hard. You can do so much with a Mr. Mime, and everyone is just scared of them because they just don't like how he looks. That's prejudice, and once again, I will not stand for it. This is multiple times I've said it. Mr. Mime is your friend. Be nice. On that note of being super nice to Mr. Mime, I know that's a bit of a hard sell, so I think I'll just go ahead and leave you guys with that, be it a little bit of a shorter episode today. If you guys do have any questions for us, anything you want to know past this lecture, please let us know through Twitter or Facebook. Go ahead and let us know on iTunes. Leave a review. Leave a comment. We are always listening. We are going to be going to Fan Expo in Cleveland. I hope you guys get a chance to get out there and see Madison. She's going to be here giving a panel or two. We want you guys to enjoy it because we haven't been able to really go to a panel and do stuff like this because of COVID. This will be our first year trying to get out and do that. We want to do more of them. So if you are out in the Cleveland area, you're going to Fan Expo. Look for Poke Science. We want you guys there because honestly, some of our best reactions have been face to face. So thank you guys so much for listening. Have a wonderful rest of your day or night. We'll see you guys in the next episode, which will be our 150th episode. We got something special planned for you. Until then, peace.